Hi, I'm Dr. DZ Cofield, Senior Pastor at the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church of Houston, Texas. And I want to thank you today for being with us. I want to thank you for the privilege of your time. Now, if I haven't said it to you, Happy New Year. I think it's still appropriate. We're still in the first few weeks of the year. Um, we'll probably take it through the end of January. But I hope and pray that this new year has started off in a tremendous way for you. Now, remember, you're not watching to make me a big preacher or to make our church a big church. You are watching to help us make you the biggest and best Christian that you can possibly be. And I want to say thank you to all of you who are watching near and far. I want to send out a special thanks and a special shout out to two lovely ladies of our church. One is Mother Naomi McQueen. Brother William McQueen has gone home to be with the Lord. She watches every week. Sister McQueen was part of the pulpit committee that interviewed me now over 28 years ago. And I want to say uh, good morning to her. Love you. And we're praying for you, praying that God continues to give you life, health, and strength. Um, I want to send out a shout out to Sister Emma Evans. Sister Evans has been in the hospital, got a chance to go by and visit with her and her daughter Keisha and family were all there. And Sister Evans has made a tremendous recovery. And so we're continuing to pray for you sister evans and so many more who are watching as a matter of fact man listen drop your name in the chat uh let us know so we can mention you and those of you that i don't get a chance to see man i hope and pray god blesses you in a powerful powerful way now today we have a service that um, i hope and pray will be life-changing for you we're continuing our look at how to get past your past and somebody asked me, they said, well, Pastor, where did, where did this come from? How did you come up with this? And I'll be honest with you, it came out of my own life experience. One of the things that I discovered was that the biggest battles I have are not the things that are in front of me, it's overcoming the things that are behind me. And as I looked at it, I said, you know what? I can't win a fight with the past because the past is the past. The only thing I can do is move forward from the past. And that's how I got to Philippians chapter 3. So I hope and pray that these messages have been a blessing to you. If you haven't heard them yet, man, go back and check out part one and part two. I think it'll change your life. I will tell you this, I've put these messages into practice and I'm seeing God open up some doors in my life personally. I'm seeing God open up some doors in my life ministerially. I see God doing some amazing things because I've made a decision to get past my past. I may not get completely over it, but I'm sure going to keep on moving to get past it. All right? Listen, praise team is going to come now and uh, lead us in worship. And following that, we'll be back with our word for today. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Scripture reading, scripture reading. Man, how could I forget that? Our scripture reading, it's coming from Psalm 118. Psalm 118, beginning at verse 1, the ESV translation reads as follows. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say his steadfast love endures forever. 
Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. I've read for you Psalm 118 verses 1 through 9, the ESV translation of the scriptures. This is the word of God for the people of God. And our proper response is, thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you, God, for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And I pray now as we continue to move into this new year that we would make new commitments, uh, not new resolutions, but new commitments, commitments to you to be all that you have called us to be, that we would make new decisions to change our old way of thinking and our old way of acting so that in the new, we can discover all that you have for us. Bless as only you can, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Come on, let's worship with the praise team today. One more time, clap your hands to give God glory in this place. Hallelujah. Anybody come to bless the name of the Lord? For this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, clap your hands with us. the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. Come on, say it. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will rejoice and be glad Whoa. in it. Whoa! So this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has That's made. That's it. Say, I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will rejoice Come on, and say. be glad in it. So hallelujah.
you see. Lord, I'm amazed by you. That's it, come on, lift it up. And all of the things. And all of the things you do. Oh. And all the power in your name. Come on, say. The heavens
magnify you, Lord. We come to give you glory, Jesus. Oh. So we sing hallelujah. Glory to you. Hallelujah to the one and mighty God. Hallelujah. Anybody come to bless the name of the Lord? Come on and clap your hands. Give God glory in this place. He's worthy. He's worthy. Well, good morning, everybody. Praise God for another day's journey. Thankful for uh, God blessing us with a reasonable portion of health and sense, bringing us to this place and this time able to worship him in spirit and in truth. For those of you who I have not seen, I think I got one or two more weeks to say Happy New Year and still be within proper etiquette. So Happy New Year to those of you I have not seen yet, and I pray that God will continue to bless you and that this will be the best year possible. Man, just a couple of things I want to share with you before uh, I share with you from the Word today. Uh, first of all, we're excited. So we have a project that we are about to launch. Uh, Sister Dawn Stevens is going to give leadership to this project, and it's the Good Hope 150th Anniversary Cookbook. Now, just so y'all know, we did this, those of you who were here, 25 years ago. 25 years ago, we did our 125th anniversary cookbook. And man, I was looking through that cookbook. Some of y'all never got a chance to have Sister Stevens rolls. You don't know nothing about her socket to me cake. You don't know about Big Annie's uh, bread pudding. You don't know nothing about that. But all of those recipes are in that cookbook. Those ladies have gone home to be with the Lord and were cooking for good hope when it was back in the fourth ward. And so uh, we're going to expand this in our 150th anniversary. We're going to include uh, those recipes that many of you have come up with, with Daniel Fast. We're gonna include in this book a vegan section um, for those who are eating healthy and eating vegan, uh, some vegetarian dishes and the like, and then just some good old fashioned Southern cooking, amen. Uh, you know, a friend of mine, who uh, passes in Harlem now, he said, you know, I never saw a sign that said good old-fashioned northern cooking, right? Uh, it's always southern cooking. Uh, but for those of you, you know, who have moved off of food like pork and meat and, you know, other things like that, you're pescatarians, you know, we're going to have some recipes in there for you. But for those of you who still eat chitlins and, you know, souse meat and, you know, all that, you, you, you understand what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying. Those of you who still eat that way, or at least indulge every now and then, uh, this cookbook is going to be for you. So for those of you who consider yourselves food aficionados, and you have some recipes that you want to share, man, we would love to publish them. Uh, proceeds from the sales of our book uh, go towards our mission work. And so uh, everything that you give is going to be a blessing to somebody else and it will bless your family as well. So we look forward to that. Last but not least on today, uh, don't forget we have a series coming up, uh, Blessing Others uh, Through Living the One Another's. And this is going to start next week. Lord says the same. 
and uh, I'm excited about that. There's still some small groups that are meeting, so if you're not in the pilot groups, there's still some small groups that are meeting, and if you're interested in meeting in a small group while the pilot groups are going on, you can still do that and be part of this uh, 10-week series that we're going to be kicking off next week. Lord says the same. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time on today. Father, we thank you and we bless you for this day. Uh, we thank you for this time. I pray now, God, that everything that we do and everything that we say will be pleasing in your sight. Bless our time in your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everyone at some point faces challenges and difficulties in life, uh, whether they are emotional, physical, mental, or spiritual, all of us will be challenged. Whether we are old or young, rich or poor, all of us will face some tough times in life. The question is really not will you face them, it's how you will respond when you face them. Will you allow those stumbling blocks that come to trip you up or will you be able to turn what others would perceive to be a stumbling block into a stepping stone to getting to where God ultimately wants you to be. Many famous people that we look at and we admire and in many instances envy, uh, we see the glory, we don't know the story behind the scenes. And we fail to understand that many of them went through some of the same things you went through and or are going through right now. Let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, this woman had just gotten divorced. She was on government assistance and could barely afford to feed her baby in 1994. She wrote a children's novel that she thought was good, but she was so poor she couldn't afford a computer or even the cost of photocopying the 90,000-word novel. So she typed out manuscripts by hand for every publisher she sent them to. Every publisher she sent that hand-type written novel to rejected it, except for one named Bloomsbury. They had already rejected it, but the CEO decided to give it a second look because his daughter read the novel and loved it, his eight-year-old daughter. He said, maybe we have something here. She was broke for three years until that first novel was published. She is now the best-selling living author in Great Britain. Her books have sold millions of copies worldwide, and she is worth over $1 billion. The name of her first book, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. The author's name, J.K. Rowling. This, this, this brother had a, had a rough childhood. He was physically and sexually abused growing up, got kicked out of high school, and tried to commit suicide two times. One as a preteen and again at 22. At 23, he moved to Atlanta and took up odd jobs as he started working on his stage career. In 1992, he wrote, produced, and starred in his first theater production. He put all of his savings into this production 
and it failed miserably. The run of the show lasted one weekend, and the grand total of 30 people came out over that weekend to see that show. He kept up with the production. He worked odd jobs in order to make ends meet and to keep on honing his craft. He ended up sleeping in his car just to make ends meet. Six years later, that same play finally broke through when on its seventh run, the show became a success. In one year, he was named by Forbes as the highest paid man in entertainment. He's worth right over a billion dollars right now. And his name, Tyler Perry. Uh, th this one will, will help somebody. He was born in Hell's Kitchen neighborhood in Manhattan. He had complications that he lives with even today from his mother who suffered during labor and the obstetricians were forced to use two pair of forceps during his birth. The misuse of the forceps uh, caused him to experience accidentally a severing of a nerve that caused paralysis in parts of his face. As a result, the lower part, left part side of his face is paralyzed, including parts of his lip, tongue, and chin. What was seen as an accident has been parlayed by him into his own image. Uh, he had a difficult childhood. His parents had a volatile relationship and fought all the time. They eventually got a divorce. He worked series of odd jobs up and down the East Coast, Washington, D.C., to Philadelphia, to New York, and ended up working in a cleanup crew for the lion's cages at the Central Park Zoo. After several small roles, he began writing a screenplay that would change his life forever. He was the writer, and he insisted that he would have to be the star as he pitched this story to people in Hollywood over and over again. Many of them rejected him, but one took a chance, and in 1976, this film won 10 Oscar nominations. He wrote and has directed sequels in the ensuing years and has earned critical praise for many memorable performances. His, his name is actually etched into the bricks of the Philadelphia Art Museum. His name, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I love this lady's story. Her career began more out of necessity than raw ambition. Her parents divorced when she was two and she rarely saw her father. Her mom and stepfather, to whom she grew close, often couldn't make enough to get by, so she started singing in bars to raise money and make extra money when she was eight years old. She recalls her mother waking her up at all hours to get up and perform. When she was 21, her mother and stepfather were tragically killed in an automobile accident and she took responsibility to take care of her three younger siblings who were all in their teens at the time. She sang at resorts, she sang at honky-tonks. She did whatever she could to make ends meet until finally her youngest sibling, 
her brother graduated from high school and all of her siblings got to the point that they could take care of themselves. And then she decided to try to embark on her career heading down to Nashville. To date, she has sold over 100 million records, making her the best-selling female artist in country music history. Her name, Shania Twain. We, we see the glory, y'all, but man, we don't know the story. And anywhere along the line, any of these people that we see as stars today could have been derailed, but here's what they all had in common. They did not allow what had happened to them to keep God from blessing them. And sometimes the greatest obstacle that we have to get by and over is ourself. Somebody today, if nothing else, I want you to find out how to get out of your own way. Instead of blaming other people, instead of talking about what happened, instead of talking about what could have, should have been, how do you get out of your own way from this point forward so you can maximize whatever time you have left? Today, for a few moments, I want to continue our thought and talk to you from the thought how to get past your past. How to get past your past. Let me ask you a question. Write this down somewhere on your outline, if you will. Which helps more, having advantages or learning to overcome adversity? Which helps more? I know both of them help, but which one you, do you think helps more? Having advantages or learning how to overcome adversity. Our foundational text is Philippians chapter 3. We've been in verses 12 through 14 the last two weeks, and today I want to conclude this series by going back and looking just for a moment at verses 13 and 14, and then concluding with verses 15 and 16. Here's the first thing I want you to see today. If you are going to get past your past, we're in part three. Number one, you must take responsibility and do all you can to grow and fulfill God's purpose for your life. You must take responsibility and do all you can to grow and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Now, when I say take responsibility, I'm not talking so much about taking responsibility for what happened to you in the past. I'm talking about taking responsibility for your present and more importantly, for your future. How do you take responsibility so that what has happened to you in your past no longer has power over you, no longer keeps you from finding God's purpose for your life? Here's what I want you to see. Very simple, but it's right here in the text. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do. One thing I do. Listen, Paul recognizes that while he understands theologically the idea and concept of waiting on God, there are some things that you have to take responsibility for yourself. 
There are some things that you wait on God to do, but there are other things that you need to do for yourself. Do all you can and then trust God to do what you can't. But you have to make sure that you do all that you can do. Paul says, but one thing I do. Paul kept his mind on growing and maturing in Christ so he could become all Christ wanted him to be. So he says, this one thing I do. I do. I have to put things into action. And I told you that one thing I do takes us to verse 14. What we see in verse 13 are the two things that help us to do what we need to do in verse 14. So when he says this one thing I do, he's referring to pressing toward the mark. Somebody said, well, how do you press? The pressing is accomplished by the participles in verse 13, forgetting and focusing. Paul said, this is what I do. I press. Wait a minute, what's stopping me from pressing? Some stuff in my past and my failure to focus in my present. My brothers and sisters, can I tell you something? I want you to think for a moment. How much of what plagues you, how much of what irritates you, how much of what bothers you is from your past? Or a byproduct of your past? See, here's the truth of the matter. Much of what we wrestle with, we can't even control. Because it's in our past. Like we can't moonwalk into our past and change what we can't change. But here's the devil's trick. Let me keep it on your mind. Let me keep it in your face. Let me keep it in your spirit. Uh, somebody said to me on yesterday, they said, Pastor said, you said, I'm, I'm just shocked. You, 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 you've blown me away because I know you've gone, gone through some difficult times, some tough times, but you just, you just appear, at least to us on the outside, looking like it's not bothering you. You okay? I said, no, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's not bothering me. But here's what I've learned. Every time I've identified something that has come from my past to haunt me, I've asked the Holy Spirit to remind me forgetting those things. Like I'll literally say to myself, forgetting those things. No longer am I going to allow those things in my past to control my present. I don't want them to control my present thought. I don't want them to control my present attitude. I don't want them to control my present actions. Paul says you must be committed, not complacent. You must be dedicated, not distracted. You must put the work in and not waste time. Here's what I've learned in life. Two ways that you can guarantee you will fail. Two ways. Never try or quit too soon. Never try or quit too soon. If you look at it and watch this, you talk yourself out of doing something or talk yourself out of trying something, you will always fail. And if you quit prematurely before the end comes, you will always lose. So Paul says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God 
in Christ Jesus. I told you last week, but let me say it again. That word press is in the indicative mood, the present tense, and the active voice. That means it's something that I am doing on an ongoing basis. I have to keep pressing. Somebody say keep pressing. I can't press and then stop pressing and think I'm going to stay where I was when I was pressing. Some of y'all looking at me strange. Let me put a cord in the meter and park there for a second. Uh, anybody here ever tried to lose weight? I'm just asking. I'm, I'm not assuming nothing. I don't want nobody to say, what you trying to say, Pastor? I'm just asking. Okay. Has there anybody in here ever successfully lost some weight? Okay. How many of y'all can testify that the weight you lost found you? <laughs> right? Isn't it amazing how the weight you lose finds you and then bring some friends with it, right? You'd be like, hold up, why are you mad at me? I, ain't, I just lost you. I ain't asking you to bring no extra friends with you, right? But, but here's, what's, here's what's really, really funny about that. Every one of us knows what we did to lose weight. And then somewhere along the line when we lost it, we stopped doing what we did to lose it to keep it off. You don't, you don't have to say amen. I know I'm right. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying ouch for myself. You know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, no, I'm going to cut out the breads. I'm going to drink water. I'm going you know, to eat lean. I'm going to eat clean and whatnot. And it just starts with a little bit. And one dessert ain't going to hurt. Right? And then you eat that one dessert and you still fit in your clothes. And you're like, oh, man, see, I knew that one dessert wasn't going to hurt me. Man, you know what? If one didn't hurt, two won't hurt. Right? And before you know it, we stop pressing because we stop doing and then we end up reverting back. Now, can I tell you something? What happens to us physically when we talk about losing weight and dieting happens to us spiritually as well. Yeah, because when we're determined that we're going to live right and do right, and, you know, I'm going to keep these folks from making me lose my mind and lose my temper. I, I'm, I'm praying. I'm, matter of fact, I am preemptively praying forgiveness. I'm, I'm going to let some stuff go. And we are great as long as we stay focused. But when we stop pressing, when we stop focusing, my brothers and sisters, it's then that the devil gets busy. And so he says, press. Keep, keep pressing. Don't stop pressing. Stop pressing. And then watch what he says. You're pressing for what? For the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I submit to you that there may be some of you who are pressing. You're just not pressing for the right thing. Right? When, when you start pressing for cash, cars, commodities, and creature comforts, and you stop pressing for Christ, you stop press, uh, pressing for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. See, one of the prizes that you are pressing for is the prize of peace. The prize of contentment, the prize of righteousness, uh, the, the prize of peace of mind. It's time to press 
time for pressing. And when Paul talks about the prize, he's talking about eternal life with Christ Jesus, but he's also talking about living life on earth in a, me, in a way that helps us to live the way God wants us to live. Remember what I told you last week, being our best for Jesus is not being the best version of ourselves we can be. It's being the best version of Jesus we can be. So when folks see us, they see less of us and more of Jesus. Here's the second thing. Number two, you must stay focused and keep thinking and doing what will keep you growing in spiritual maturity. You must stay focused and keep thinking and doing what will keep you in spiritual maturity keep you growing in spiritual maturity. Verse 15, Philippians chapter 3, let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. My brothers and sisters, can I tell you something? So many times in life, because somebody thinks they are a child of God, they think whatever they think is of God. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the person next to you. I'm not talking about you. So many times when you hear people say things like, you know, folks just can't handle what I, because I, I tell the truth. No, you're telling your truth. It's not necessarily God's truth and you don't tell it God's way. So you use truth as an excuse for your rudeness. If I'm not knocking on your door, let the, let the person go by. Let the person go by. Here's what, here's what God wants you to understand. He says, those of us who are mature think this way. Think what way? This one thing I do. I press. He says, how you think about your pressing reveals your level of spiritual maturity. He says, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Uh, I don't know if you've had people in your life like this, but I've had people in my life where I've just had to say, I'm going to have to let God work it out. You know, like you can tell them whatever. You give them advice. You give them counsel. You, you give them everything they need, and, and then they just want to do what they want to do. Uh, and then you just got to say, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to let God work it out. Because somewhere along the line, here's what I've come to understand. If God is big enough to speak to me, he's big enough to speak to somebody else. And if they don't hear God speaking through me, then maybe God needs to find another way to communicate with them. And that's okay. They don't have to recognize whether or not what I'm saying is from God. If they feel like that's not from God, hey, man, I got to let God speak to them. Paul says, if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. There's some stuff, look, I can tell you, but there's some stuff God's going to have to get through to you. Um, I like what Philippians chapter 3, verse 15 and 16 says in the message translation. Look at what it says. So let's keep focused on that goal 
those of us who want everything God has for us. How many of you want everything God has for you? Now, now watch this, just so you'll understand. I didn't ask how many of you want God to give you everything you want for yourself. Right? You do know that's a different prayer, right? <laughs> yeah, because if you got everything you wanted from God, you get beside yourself and God couldn't get a word in with you, right? But I'm at the place in life I want everything that God has for me. And the last thing I want is to get the glory. And God said, I had it for you. I wanted to do it, but I couldn't do it because of you. And I say, but God, what about so-and-so? God says, uh-uh. I couldn't do it because of you. But what about where I was born? God said, hmm, had nothing to do with where you were born. I couldn't do it because of you. I wanted to bless you, but you wouldn't let me. I wanted to put blessings in your hands, but you were so determined to hold on to a painful past that your hands weren't free to receive what I wanted to give you. Let me just close by telling you this. You need to stay focused on the goal of growing and becoming spiritually mature. Paul says, what it took to move you closer to God, keep doing what you've been doing so you can stay close to God. And if you stop doing what you used to do, go back to doing what you used to do so you can get back to where you used to be. It's not enough to have a good thought. You need to practice good thinking so your good thinking will manifest itself in good living. Look at Galatians 5:16. Let's read it together from the New Living Translation. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Let's read Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. You sound so good. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Come on, somebody give God some praise in this place. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and bless you for today. We pray now that everything that we have heard today will help us to get past our past. Help us to develop strategies, God, personally, and help us to encourage one another that we can move from where we are to where you ultimately want us to be and not allow the things that have happened to us in our past to hinder us in our present and in our future. Help us to see the things of our past as an opportunity to develop a testimony to the goodness and grace of God. We bless you. 
We thank you. We give you glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God for the shepherd of this house. Yes, has reminded us afresh. Well, that was a polite applause because I know you're still dealing with what he, what God gave him and what he delivered. The truth be told, over half of us are bringing with us every Sunday some past failures. We deal with it every day. So if you can and will, you stand on your feet. God has spoken, and he's spoken very clearly as to what you and I ought to do as well as what we're called to do, and that's to forget our past. And in doing that, there's one area that can really help you to forget your past. When we come at this point, we come now because somebody has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. And one of the reasons is you're holding on to some past failures. You're believing God can't fix you. You're believing what happened to you ain't working out, and so you made some more failures. So just as you are, God can't deal with you. You got to clean yourself up. Well, I got news for you. You can't clean yourself up. And you can't go back and fix the past. You know, folk make money off of your failures. Folk are happy about your failures. If you don't believe me, in your neighborhood, every now and then in the driveway, you'll see a trailer full of stuff. And there's a name on that trailer. It says 1-800-GOT-JUNK. The person that owns that company is a millionaire because he knows all of us has junk. He's made a living on taking care of your junk. When you go to the website, in order to get started, they have a banner that says, take my junk. And then they ask for your email address. In other words, they're saying to you and I, they can't go get the junk until you give the okay. Somebody here today need to give God the okay. Somebody here today needs to release yourself. The past is the past. God is waiting on you. He's just not waiting with empty hands. No, he did something for you and I that we could not do for ourselves. He sent us a Savior. And he made sure that that Savior could do all that needed to be done. Wash your sins white as snow. Take off that junk that you've been carrying around and, and says, bring it to me. Because I sent somebody that can take care of it. So if you've been coming, you've been reading, you've been online, you've been trying to figure some stuff out. Well, today you got some answers. Respond to those answers. So we extend to you right now an opportunity to come just as you are full of your junk, 
Pull on to your past failures. Somebody that you know in your family always remind you what you used to do, what you used to be like. You've been trying to get right. You get three days in and then they remind you you ain't worth a dime. They're going to still be around. But you got a chance today to have a new outlook on life through Jesus Christ. And so we extend to you right now a chance to come just as you are. Just as you are. As the praise team sings, come just as you are. Bring the failures with you. Bring all of it with you right now. Step aside, let you come on. You're here, come on now. Don't let them hold you back. Tell Satan, not today. Not today, Satan. I'm, I'm coming. Not today, Satan. I'm coming. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. He's waiting on you. Come on. He's coming. Come on. Yes, keep coming. Keep coming. Don't let don't let him stop you. 2023 is for you. It's for you. God has a plan for you. Come on. You've been visiting. You say, well, I think this church just might be the spot. I got news for you, it is the spot. God had you here today so that you can be reminded that it's a spot for you here. So you don't have to keep visiting. You can come on and be a member right now. So we extend to you right now a chance to just become a part of this church family. We're going to love on you as God in Christ loves us going to be there for you as a family. So we extend to you now, right now. You've been visiting, you've been contemplating, you don't have to think it over no more. Come on now, just as you are. As the choir sings, just as you are. We are the Thank God for our young ladies that have come. Yes, yes, yes. 
Stretch your hands out, church. God, we come now thanking you for the decisions that have been made this morning. Lord, we pray that whatever the past has done in their lives, that you release them from it right now in the name of Jesus. That you don't let them keep on holding on to things that hold them back. You have a plan for them. It's a plan to bless them in a mighty, mighty way. So, Lord, we lift them up to you right now. And in the name of Jesus, whatever they need, we, we lift them up to you now, Lord. And we pray that you meet their needs according to your will. Thank you for their courage to come now. And we ask now that you bless them in a mighty, mighty way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, 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 amen. church uh, it's time for the offering we have several ways that you can do that you look on the screen now you see uh, we have uh, givelify g pay google pay apple pay everybody pay so all of that is there we thank you for your consistency and your giving and uh, if you don't want to do it that way we still allow uh, take rather i should say envelopes we have deacons in the back that will gladly take your, your envelope by cash or check. All oh, that's still good. Amen. And so if you want to do that way, you can do that as well. So thank God for your gifts. All right, church. But now I want to recognize our visitors. So if you're visiting with us today for the first time or if you're a repeat visitor, please stand. We just want to recognize you. We're not going to ask you to say anything, but we do want to recognize you. Amen. Amen. Remain standing. All right. We're so glad that you came this way. We know you could have gone another place, but you came in fellowship with the Good Hope family, and we hope and pray that you have been blessed by the singing, by the fellowship, and by the Word of God. And you are welcome to come back anytime, all the time, every time to continue fellowship with us. God bless you, and God keep you. And if you did want to stand up, there's a your uh, code, QR code on the screen there. Take your phone and just take a picture of that. And let us know that you were here, and we'll be in touch with you. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Let's, again, let's thank God for our visitors. Okay, so let us stand and receive the benediction. And uh, we thank you for being with us today. We hope and pray that you have been blessed by the word. I know I've been blessed, been challenged and blessed. Amen. All right. God, we come now to thank you for blessing us and reminding us afresh that we need to press on toward the call of the calling of Jesus Christ. Focus on you and not on what's behind us. Give you all of our energy and all of our praise, Lord, and you'll bring us through whatever we're going through. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he hung, bled, and died just for us. So, Lord, I pray right now for everybody under the sound of my voice that you bless them this week when they rise up early and settle late. Uh, bless them, Lord, when they go out and when they come in. Bless them in their labor and in their leisure until we come together again in the house of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen 
Amen and amen. All right. Give a fist bump, hug bump, whatever you want to do, and uh, we thank God for you. So if you're in the pilot, stay put. Encourage the person that's walking next to you. Tell them God is doing something wonderful in you. Come on, tell them. Oh, say God is doing something wonderful in you. God is doing something wonderful in you. Something awesome and incredible. And only he would get the glory. God is doing something wonderful, incredible and awesome. God is doing something. Outside. 